Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions podcast post-game show with your hosts, Chris and Case. Hey, Idaho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast live post-game show. This is episode 248 already, and it's the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I'm your dashing host, Chris. And with me is nobody because uh i'm toast cases out cases uh hurting working everybody's working this has been a tough year for lions fans it's a tough year for lions team lions coaches lions this lions that but i gotta say in the end when it didn't matter they stood up against a team that's going to get a bye in the first round of the playoffs in two games should have won one could have won them both we'll talk about that we'll take your calls we'll do a whole lot today in this year's final live post game show but don't worry because we've got a lot to talk about let's kick this off and break it down all right first couple of quick announcements first check us out to help us out on patreon special thanks to dylan from Club! thank you dan Orlowski. uh also um join brian b Brian Burkheiser from I Prevail, IPrevailBand.com, our very first donor, Mathis, and all the cool kids on Slack. All you got to do is join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. You get on the Patreon crew, you get in that sweet Slack chat. I put a post or two up every every game day from the Slack, but it is the most intelligent chat on the internet, and uh, it's really, really good stuff. So join us, and a little dollar a month of donation will get you in there. Don't forget about us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast on Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast, and on the Twitter machine uh, at D-E-T Lions podcast, D-E-T Lions podcast, uh, the very best place to see Billy Sims say, go Lions. That's right. Uh, let's see. Subscribe to us, YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get on there. Get the bell, the notifications, all that, so you can see us when they go. And uh, we'll talk about that. Yes, we've got the Slack chat or the, <laughs> the Slack chat, the YouTube chat going. Ryan, yes, we will talk about that. This is going to be a good one to be at there at the Senior Bowl. Uh, just give us one sec. Don't forget iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Give us those five-star ratings. Those are forever, and uh, we love you when you do that. Uh, give those reviews. Appreciate them. And then uh, if you want to talk about the show, make it better, add, subscribe, add, change, whatever you want to do, do that in the subreddit. All right, let's get going. This is no time for a quick release. We're going deep. And deep we are. Uh, interesting, interesting game today. Uh, not at all what I think any of us expected to see out of this Detroit Lions team. These boys came out and played a very, very solid first half. Incredible first half, as a matter of fact, all the way to the... Uh, the ticking down of the clock to the end of the first half. That was really something to see this team that we all had no confidence in that we were certain was going to lose was going to help our draft picks and everything else come out and absolutely dominate a team. That's going to get a buy in the first round, a team they should have bought had it or beats without help from the refs. They would have. And in this game, even with the, the late game kind of fall apart, which I don't know, wasn't on purpose. I mean, I know that slays injuries and other things led to that, but a team that could have beat the Packers again, I saw it in Slack today. And I think they may be right that, um, this is a team that was built built to beat those Packers. And if you're going to build, beat one team in the league and build around that, uh, the Packers are the team to be built against. All right. So uh, rooting for a tie, Joe B in the slack. That was a good one. Um, really quick. Ryan had mentioned um, they didn't quit. 
which was great to see. And I think that's extremely important. Uh, gives you something to work with going into next year. We sure got to evaluate some guys. We'll talk about Oruwarie <laughs> today and uh, his play. Uh, I think he elevated himself. First-year cornerback out there playing the number one spot and uh, when Slay went out. And he did a darn good job. I, I, I like what I saw from him. This kid, uh, this kid has a spark. We'll see how he grows. But, boy, he has a lot. And then Ryan also asked, uh, Senior Bowl bound? I am 98% yes on Senior your bold bound um everything is in line it's the real life work situation thing that might get in the way but um i might just tell him to pound sand to do it anyway and pay the price afterwards <laughs> uh we got the lions coaching class uh, most likely going to be coaching at the senior bowl and i really would love to be able to get in there with them and talk to them about that um you're right john young players got a lot of play time very important um that's that's big for this team right now. Uh, there was that's probably the number one thing that we could take away from the season, basically since Matthew Stafford went down, was how well can this young group of players be? How, what do we have? What can we develop? What's what's going to be um, our depth and what maybe could be a starter going forward? Because we had a, a bunch of guys that were down and and gave them a shot to show up, and some of them did. Again, I talked about Oruarie. Uh I liked I liked what I saw. I, I, I've been a fan of this kid for a long time, and uh, I think we're going to see a lot out of him going forward, and he he did take a good step forward with his play today. Uh, quick co- uh, co- um, question from Jiggly Scrub. No co-hosts. No. Most Like most Lions fans, people are packing it up and hiding and actually have a lot of things going on in their lives that maybe take a... <laughs> take a little bit so um that means i'm gonna rely on you guys and your calls so please give us a ring 248-782-8384 happy to talk to you and chat about our our favorite boys here and uh you can also use skype which is uh detroit lions podcast all one word detroit lions podcast again the phone number 248-782-8384 i saw that you called john and uh just had to get through the first part here um Saints and Seahawks fans, bummed and mad. Yeah, but if they count the Lions for just one game, they can't be as bummed and mad as, as Lions fans. What the heck? Um, had an interesting conversation. I think this was one we may bring into the uh, the podcast and the shows this year about Lions fans. And um, so many times, the Dallas game, this game too, we, we sold our tickets and left our home field advantage uh, on the ground so that somebody else could jump in and uh, and take it, uh, bring their fans in. And was that was that worth it or not? So we'll get into that a little bit. But we got a call. How you doing, caller? What's your name? How many have you had so far? Hey, it's uh, Brian Brian from uh, Hazel Park. Hey, but, uh, I haven't had it. Hi, how you doing? Haven't had any, but uh, I'm actually on vacation down in uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas, getting ready to go have a 90-minute uh, CBD a massage. Oh man, that's uh, that sounds like something I need yeah. right about now. <laughs> yeah, I, I told myself I hope you have the psychoactive uh, THC and the CBD oil. <laughs> I think I need it. You bring the CBD, <laughs> I'll bring the THC. We'll have a hell of a party. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and uh, I got to listen to a little. We've been kind of in and out, and uh, I had it uh, on the radio broadcast on my phone, and then I caught the actually down here they played the end of the, uh, the like the last. Uh, Six or seven minutes, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the field goal on the national broadcast, you hear they, they switched from the game that was just over, so I caught the end of that, and you know, I, it kind of went pretty much how I thought it would go. Yeah, um, but yeah. <laughs> you got one thing you got to give them credit. I, I just, uh, it, it's just weird. I don't know if it, if, if the Marvin Jones uh, son passing had anything to do with it, but it seemed like from what I could tell that the team still played really hard, and I don't know if that's 
Patricia's still getting fired up to play because I mean they literally had nothing to play for, but they were out there still killing themselves and you know guys playing hurt and everything. It's just it's amazing how they just keep going. But yeah, there's I saw um, in the in the the Slack chat there was a lot of consternation about just sit slay right. What is this? What is is it on the coaches putting him out there so they can lower his stats and give themselves a little bit more contract leverage? I think that's just Slay's heart. You know, and I've been up and down on Slay this year. I love, I love Slay the man. You know what I mean? And the Slay the lifestyle. Right. God, to to be to live his life, man. What the hell, right? right. <laughs> but as a player, he he's out there and he's giving it his all. You know, and 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 I love that. And I I love him. I, I hate him playing hurt, but I love it at the same time. It says a lot about his character as a player and so on. I don't think it's on the coaches. I think he could have taken himself out. He could have said, "No, I'm too hurt. I'm yeah. no, there's no way, right?" And and they I didn't they can't see force that, him. But it sounds like he gave up the the game tying touchdown. Yeah, they burned him a couple times in a row. They burned him a couple times in a row at the end. So, but it's I mean, again, this is this is tough, right? You're playing against a team that's that's really good, right? The Packers are are a good team. They got a first that's, round bye. They're yeah, they've had a good season as far as wins, but as far as saying they're a really good team. I don't know. When you compare them to the Lions, I still think the Lions outplayed them in that first game. And I, for sure. at that point, we beat them four out of five. And I don't know. I just, I think, I, to me, the Packers are a fraud. I, I, I don't know. I just, I think Rodgers is starting to decline. And they just, if they do anything in the playoffs, it's because they're positioning and officiating and getting breaks and, I, I just don't think they're that great. I I, I don't disagree. I, don't I mean, they're they're a good team. I don't. I, I can't. You can't say because yeah. Aaron Rodgers is just a good quarterback. You know that's unfortunate yeah. reality. Um, is he a a smug face little bitch? Yeah, yeah, he is a smug yeah. face little bitch. I don't think he's as great. I don't think he's the 2011 to 2014 Rodgers though. I I, no. I think there's a noticeable. He's not something's not right with him, and everybody wanted to blame McCarthy last year, but I don't. I don't no, right. see he doesn't seem better than he was last year even really. I mean, I don't know. The offense is supposed to be so great now with the new uh coordinator and new coach and everything, but I Aaron, don't know. I just don't see it. Aaron Jones has carried that team and, and yeah, given Rodgers Yep, yep. Yeah, the Smiths, right? But uh Aaron Jones on offense has just made that offense so much easier for Aaron Rodgers to run. It, it, it's, right. just, it's just changed the, the, and made, they both look better as a result of each other. So, well, Hey, good for them. For putting the right last, people, you know? Yep. Even on that last play, was, all it was, was a dump off up the middle a sidearm dump off to Aaron Jones. And he ran it for like whatever, 20 some yards. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, big, big play, but that was just him. That was something Stafford can do. You know, he does that a million times, throw sidearm to some, you know, some short, you know, dump off to a running back, but then, you know, our guys <laughs> take, Get a yard or two and fall down. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's so, uh, different, you know. different end result. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I got to give it to carry on too. I mean, I, I bag on the Lions players, but I mean, you know, the guy's out there on one leg too. With a, you know, I don't know if he had the knee brace on again this week. I couldn't see, but you know, from the sounds of it, he was running hard. Yeah. You know, he's still out there gutting it out. I mean, you know, there's, there's no. I mean, everybody keeps saying he shouldn't be playing. He shouldn't be playing. Well, you know, you got to give the guy credit for the heart to get out there. You know, guts playing. I seen on Twitter everybody was bagging. He, he had some people. He was arguing with some people on Twitter, carry on about oh, they were okay. calling him trash and you know trash. And he was sitting there, you know, talking to him. And I was like, don't. I, I just messaged him. I said, don't talk to these dummies. I said, you know, I said, uh, hopefully you can healthy up and come back full speed next year. And I because they were saying you're not the number one core uh, running back. You shouldn't be on the team. Blah blah blah. All this and that. I said you're well good enough to be a number one running back on this or any other team. I'm like, don't listen to them idiots. Yeah, you know, I just said. Uh, Get sick of hearing all the negative crap constantly. I mean, it's been a bad year, but sure. you know, sit there and single out one guy that's 
gutting it out, you know, and, you know, putting it all on the line, you know, for really nothing to gain really other than just pride. That's the thing. You know, that's one of the things about this team. And, 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 and we, I talked about it a little bit early on is, and, and we talked about it in the, in the Slack chat a little bit that, you know, people are bagging on fans for not showing up. Right. And selling the right. tickets and you could hear them, you know, cheering the, 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 the confirmation of the touchdown and all that other stuff. Right. The, the Packers fans. But I don't blame fans. I, I honestly don't as much as, you know, no. like what we do de- de- depends on there being a, a, a number of Lions fans. Right. There's the podcast, everything else. If there weren't Lions fans and there would be no podcast. Right. There wouldn't be anything. So but by the same token. So, so you know, my whole. Um, incentive, if you think about it from an economic perspective, is no, you're just not a real fan. You're a jerk. You got to be a fan for always, right? But that's not true. I don't think the team has put something out. I don't blame people for selling their tickets. I don't blame t- no. people for not showing up. I can't. The Lions have not put a, a team on there. And Ash made a good point when he said, well, look, the Raiders suck and their people don't do that to their tickets. And in my retort, right or wrong, was yeah, but in most people's lifetimes, the Raiders have been competitive or done something competitive i remember them winning a super bowl right? right um i just i just feel like i i can't blame fans for kind of dashing on the team because the team the the lions organization and again i don't want to personalize it to a player level right but the lions organization haven't given anything to the fans to make them right i'm, I'm gonna give up uh my vacation time between new year's and and, and christmas and um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go spend my time and money at a, at a game you know go spend a couple hundred bucks right. they just don't give that incentive to folks it's not there so i can't i can't blame I, well, it you I, know? I, I agree with that the last two years but but until they are uh, mathematically or, or out of the playoffs, I mean, like I, we were at the Raiders game and went out there. I'd never been out to the Coliseum and I wanted to go see them. We went. There was a lot of Lions fans there. Yeah. They, you know, they were still in the playoff hunt at that point. Yep. And then uh, we went to the Miami game last year. There was a ton of Lions fans last year in Miami. And uh, the year before that, New Orleans, there was a ton of Lions fans in New Orleans. It's uh, when, when I go, we do a road game every year and there's always lots of Lions fans there. They travel really well, yep. but it's always, you know, when they're still, you know, in, you know, at least by 500 or in the playoff hunt. Yeah. So, you know, when, when they're totally out of it, then they just lose hope, you know? And I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't blame people. I didn't, I haven't went to a home game uh, since the chiefs game. We went the last mm. home game was the chiefs game yep. and um, we haven't went cause we just, you know, yeah, you got better things to do. I mean, you know, spend time with family, holidays, and all that. It's yeah. Just, and today, I didn't even get to watch the game because we're not even in town. So yeah. you, you know, prioritize your time. At the very end, you know what I mean. That's yeah. that's what you do, and you you do what you got to do. I so. don't blame people for that, you know. No. But, but I tell you what, you know, next year if they get a you know top uh, two or three draft pick here, and uh, the defense comes back healthy, and Stafford's healthy, and they're you know if they're you know God willing eight and three or something. You know, uh, towards the eleven games of the season, yep, that stadium will be jam packed, rock, and going crazy. You know, it will be. Yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. I'm not worried about Lions fans. I think uh, you know, there's some negative idiots out there, but you know, yeah, I think right now the people that that are saying if you're not a fan and you're selling your tickets, don't jump on the bandwagon. Those are like those guys are <laughs> voted most likely to join a cult, right? I mean. <laughs> It's just, right, it's yeah. like, just, it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay for people to kind of feel wounded and go spend time on prioritize differently right now. I, I can't, I can't fault people for that. Yeah. So, so that's just good. Don't personally attack single. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't. Going, they're killing themselves. That's kind of stupid. That's where I draw. This, this game hard. shows, this game showed how hard these, these players care, how much they care and how hard they try. Yeah, Straight still, up. I don't know. 
Ever, you know, the narrative is always they hate Patricia, Slay hates Patricia. You know, if Slay if Slay hates Patricia so bad and doesn't want to be on the in Detroit and on the Lions, why is he still playing so hard? Why is he in there playing injured? If, exactly. he, if he's worried about his contract and worried about next year and getting a new contract, I mean, why is he playing at the end of the year on a, on a bum knee or bum leg and running around out there and not? You know, all these guys, if they hate Patricia so much, why are they still playing hard? Is exactly. it just just because of Marvin Jones factor, you know, with his kid passing? Or yeah, I mean, what you know, what's the reason? I don't know. You know, I mean, that, that's gut wrenching, but yeah. I mean, they're still playing hard, and you know, and it was the last few weeks they were playing pretty hard. Yep. You know, they've only really been blown out once all year. Yep. You know. All right, but, brother. Hey, I tell you what, I'm gonna get going. Yep. The phone's burning, oh, nice, burning nice up right now. Chris. Yeah, you yeah, too, yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. Have a great nice vacation. Enjoy that that massage. Yep. Man. Have a good. <laughs> yeah, I will. Have a good new year and, uh, you know, hang in there, buddy. All right. Thanks, man. You too. All right. Yep. I'll see you. Goodbye. Right. Hey, a good way to start, man. It's it's easy to be angry right now. And uh, good call. Good good chat, man. All right. Let's move on. We got uh, another call. Uh, what's your name and how many have you had? Okay. Ah, Brandon. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> you're always yeah. you're always the most sober of callers, but I have this feeling that like when the when the sun starts to go down, you get yourself maybe a, a, a two finger of Glenfiddich and kind of just sit back well, and r- ruminate on the day. <laughs> I, I'm thinking about it now that the season's over with. So you know, you never know. You, let me see. Let me ask uh, you. Do you think you're going to make the Senior Bowl this year? Uh, I don't know. Come on. Uh, I'm, I'm, put your wife on the, the phone. Air, but. Put your wife on the phone. I'll talk, yeah, her. I'll no, talk to her. For no, you. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Well, I, I tell you what, though. Um, yeah, it's it's a given thing. I even seen Jim Nagy said it's probably a good shot that they will be now uh, in there because Washington doesn't have a coaching staff, right? And uh, uh, and the Bengals do, so they would be the man up. They're they're currently at number three. And all that, all we have to watch for is if Washington can win. And the way that game is going, Dallas is only up three nothing. Yeah, they're only up uh, by well three. into the first. And uh, by the way, just for fun, all the rest of you football fans out there, if you want to watch a a nice long shot chance, the Raiders got the win, and three teams lose, and they will be in the playoffs as the sixth seed, <laughs> and they're all going on at the same time. Wow. Uh, you got you got the Raiders is uh, battling Denver. They're in the red zone and the zero zero tie. Houston and Tennessee. Tennessee. They have to have Tennessee lose. They're tied at seven apiece. And Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Baltimore is leading Pittsburgh. And the other game is the Jaguars. I I've still got the Sunday ticket and I've got the four screen thing on my television. I got all four games on at the same time, so it's pretty cool. Good for uh, you, man. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know what? You know what's a real shame about this whole game that happened today is I don't. I, there is not. There is no way any Lions fan was going to tell me they were going to play in that tight right to the last minute. No, there's not I a single person. For, I was looking. I was looking for a 31 to 10 lambasting by the Packers. Half the stadium was filled with Packer fans, and half I the mean, team. The Packers was, were sitting at the end of the game to you know to rest. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. But now, yeah, and, and, so you got Bulaga who's out, who's hurt, who may not, who may not yep. be able to play in the playoffs, and Jones who took some serious shots. We'll have to see how healthy he is. I mean, they they took a they took a, a a pretty decent beating here going into the playoffs from this Lions team who almost beat them. 
right? I mean, we, we got to say, yep. there's a lot of almost this year, and I get it, it's almost, but yeah, the Redskins just turn it over in their own zone. I saw that. Um, I thought it was down before it came out. No. But, <laughs> um, but no, they, 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 they came out and played a heck of a lot. This game was way different than we thought, and I very quickly convinced myself that I don't mind if they win. You know, at the end, I, I walked in expecting a loss, like you said, just a, just a, yeah. a, a just a beat down. And I was, you I was I, like, I, I'll give up the draft position to I, ruin their, their, their playoffs. <laughs> would happily do that. Well, you know, it's funny. It's funny. Last night I was watching the Ohio State game, and I don't know about you guys, but Chase Young did not impress me all that much. That's that's I mean, a huge thing to talk about here. A lot of people. Okay, so and it's it's. I want to start off by saying. It's one game. And a lot of people, well, you know, I saw him against Michigan and what was it in Wisconsin that played him really well. Um, they yeah. schemed around him completely. If you watch Ohio State's year and watch and watch Chase Young throughout the year, you're going to say, oh, yeah, this guy is this guy is really, really, really good. But it's kind of like it's the Sioux effect. Right. When he was here, he, he was, yeah. of course, he was productive. He was a beast, but he was always doubled. And that frees somebody else up. Right. And that's the kind of effect that he brings. When you force a team to scheme around one guy, it's a Darius Smith kind of a thing. Right. What did he did? He he got a a sack today, a single sack. Right. Which is, hey, a sack a game is a a great rate. You know, that's that's 16 a year. Right. But, um, yeah, you you hold a guy like that to one, especially a Lions team in the shape that we're in, holds him to a one sack game uh, with Blau, who isn't maybe the most mobile and isn't got the great pocket presence. You're doing pretty pretty good. Um, you look at like a, a Chase Young. You're, that's what you're seeing in a guy like that, where you're changing the way the other team plays, and now you've monopolized two of their guys, and now you can use the rest of your guys to schematically attack the offense and the quarterback. So again, I, I get it. There's a lot of people who saw. I, I couldn't believe. I can believe it now on Reddit. Reddit has had an influx of people. And it's kind of changed the gestalt over there. Um, but oh. it, it, people just jumped off the Chase Young bandwagon because of one game. And, and it was like, wow, that's that seems extreme. I, I don't think he's going to follow us. Well, but, I'll, tell you, wow. I'll tell you my reason. I'll tell you what my reasoning is on dealing with him sure. just before I get back to the lines themselves is the rest of the Big Ten isn't all that. And if it's, if it's Wisconsin, that it always has excellent O-line play. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a top-rated team like Clemson that has probably one of the best O lines in the country. Then, then you're talking about something special if they if he dominates or even comes close to dominating. Right. Epinesa from Iowa looked really good, mm-hmm. but we've yet to see Derek Brown's Auburn. So I, I'm kind of holding back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll see what what happens. But uh, as far as that goes, hey, number three ain't no slouch and ain't ain't, ain't that bad. And I've got to. I've got to hand it to the Lions. They they battled tooth and nail, and I know the other fan bases. I was following them on Twitter. Even the guy who promised him a truck if he won, you know, <laughs> from the Saints. But uh, they and afterwards they were saying, "Oh yeah, Lions being typical Lions." I said, "Hey, hold on here, man. They were playing them this tough with half a team and the other half on IR plus a bunch of guys off the practice squad and and off the street. If they can play the Packers that tough." And even though it's at Ford Field with half their fan base there, then what do you think you guys are going to do when you go to Lambeau? You're going to obliterate them. Yeah. Because the Saints is an excellent, excellent team, and the yeah. Seahawks are no slouches. Yep. So I, I don't. I expect the Packers to be one and done. And I, I think that the Lions are actually, I think they're actually, uh, uh, as hard as they played with what <laughs> lack of talent they had, 
to me, that just shows that you give them a couple. Of, I heard one uh, is a Charles Davis, maybe even DP Brugler, said you give them a couple of players here and there that are impact players, you've got a different team. Yeah. Uh, especially you bring Matthew Stafford back playing like he was, and I expect he'll play that way again next year. Absolutely. So here we go. Off season is has started, and uh, now the first thing we've got to do is who are the Lions going to spend money on? You might have seen the uh, contract for Marcus Peters that the Ravens just gave. You're going to look at that with Slay in mind and a couple of other players that are going to come free because they ain't going to want to play for the teams they're playing on, like uh, Trent Williams and the Redskins. Mm-hmm. And, and that tells me that even if the Redskins win, they may take a top offensive tackle instead of Chase Young anyway. Mm-hmm. So I've got all that going for us, man. There's and, a lot. There's I, a I lot there. Um, and I, uh, Chris Robbins is a call, so I don't want to steal his thunder. He's got a couple of guys that he's laid out that, besides you know the obvious Chase Young, um, that that are very possible at our graphic draft pick. There's a lot of time between now and then. There's a lot that'll happen. Akuda is, of course, one of them. Everyone, you know, jumped onto him very quickly after after last night's game. Uh, we'll talk about some of those guys here, yeah. and, and we'll continue to talk, because you know, right? You've been to the Senior Bowl enough. You know how people's stock changes, oh, yeah. right? You know how things yep. things change um, markedly between now and and the actual draft. So, Senior Bowl, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% at the Shrine game. Uh, Senior Bowl's coming. I'm 98% there, and I'm about 50% at the combine. I'm trying to put some stuff together for that. But I think for Senior Bowl, as things go together, we got some really, really cool plans for it. Wish you could make it, man. Really. Well, I tell you what, if if it works out for you, if you do make it, let me know, and I'll see what I can do because I would sure like to come down there and meet you and see some of the guys I used to know and and still follow and everything. And uh, maybe, maybe we might even be able to meet the coaching staff. So, yeah, buddy. Uh, despite what Lions fans think about them, those guys are great and they're always personable, uh, except for the Marinelli years. Those guys were creeps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, anyway, when I'm I go, when I go, I'll be credentialed. So we'll we'll definitely talk to the staff. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely talk to the All coaching right. staff. So we'll have something. All right, buddy. All right, be All good, right. Brandon. Take care, man. Thanks for calling. Love talking to you, man. All right, move Ooh. on from Brandon. We've got John on the line. I believe John. How you doing, man? I think I just missed it. Nah, we'll get you, John. I promise. I promise we'll get you in here. I just missed the call. All right. So, yeah, that's uh, interesting. A lot of talk about who is the next person that we're going to pick in the draft. There's a couple of names. Let me see. We got the call here. What's your name? How many you had? Hey, this is Chris. Hey, hey Chris. No, I was I just think. talking about you. And I, and I was talking nicely to you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. So, let me, let me, before you jump in, let me jump in on... Yep. Um, the way I kind of set the conversation up w- with you and, and okay. about your call was there's a couple guys that you had in mind that was um, that were likely possible, good, solid guys to look at for the Lions pick. And this was when we were talking, it was anywhere from three to five, depending on how we did today. Right. right? So I want you to talk about some of the, these guys, if you don't mind, just kind of walk through each of them and, and share your thinking on, in, on each one and why. Do you mind? Are you OK with that? Am I putting you on the spot? Awesome. Here? Yeah, sounds great. All right, rocket man. Cool. So first guy who I actually think might be better year one than Chase Young because he still has a little bit more development left to do mm-hmm. is Derek Brown. And he is a defensive tackle from Auburn. And they're playing on Sunday or not Sunday, the first at one o'clock on ESPN for those who want to watch. They're playing Minnesota. And he is amazing. He's basically like 
imagine snacks, but with like, um, like a DeForest Buckner, Fletcher Cox type pass rushing upside. Mm-hmm. He's incredible. Dude's like 330 pounds, uh, elite, elite top of the line run stuffer. Uh, Dude can play anywhere from zero to five tech all over the defensive line. He's played some seven. Doesn't really project on the edge as an NFL player, though, I don't think. Um, but yeah, he has some of the most fun tape I have seen from any player in the last five years. He is a remarkable talent. Love him, love him so much. Uh, and especially, I just saw the interview after the game where Snacks is seriously considering retirement and he was crying in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if we get the chance to take a guy that is would be better than Snacks has been this year, like in 2019 or in 2020, that would be humongous for our interior defense. So, yeah, yeah. huge fan of him. Uh, another guy, if we want to go a little bit more away from the defensive line and toward the back end, is Jeffrey Akuda. Always want to uh, go to the back end. From Ohio right? State. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, a lot of you guys, Lions fans, were watching the Ohio State game last night. And he really did a really nice job against Trevor Lawrence. Uh, even without Sean Wade for half the game, his number two corner, who was also like his second or third round pick. Uh, he has a lot of lockdown traits. He's in that same conversation with your Marshawn Lattimore's, your Denzel Ward's. Um, I don't necessarily want to say Jalen Ramsey because we all know what he's become at the pro level. Mm-hmm. But uh, that kind of like top five-ish, top ten for sure corner. Uh, so he would be fantastic. Add great man coverage guy. Probably could use a little bit more working zone, and he needs to be a little bit more physical on vertical stems. Mm-hmm. So, like we saw that one play where Devontae Adams burned Slay down the field today, right? Because uh, Slay didn't enforce the boundary well enough. That's actually one of the biggest areas I'd like to see Okuda improve a little bit. In. Okay. Uh, but otherwise, physical tackler, hard hit. So we got to see him knock some guys out yesterday. Yeah, uh, and so and to have a year. And to have a year under Slay, right? While also Oruarie yeah. is continuing to grow and expand. I hate to say this because again, I, I love I love the man, and I'm having a real. It, I've, I, it's been an effort for me. I'm separating the players and the team and the business from the from the guys and their personalities. But all of a sudden, in two years, maybe you don't need Slay if Oruarie works out. Oruarie, and. <laughs> You guys love it when I do that, and uh, and Okuda work out right. All of a sudden, you're in a, you're in a hell of a oh, position yeah. at cornerback, and um, and you're not paying a whole lot. All of a sudden, that becomes a pretty cheap room in this uh, on this Lions team. Mm-hmm. All right, now then, uh, now let me really quick. Oh. I want to I want to the idea of trading back with the Dolphins. Um, and, and okay. your biggest fan is in uh, Joe B, you know, <laughs> he's in the chat. Yeah. He wants to ask about, uh, he, he said, I, I say we trade back with dolphins. I, I just don't think that this is, uh, viable unless Burrow is on the board. Right. I, I just don't think that okay. the, the, the dolphins are coming up, um, at least not with anything good enough for us to take away the, the you know, that, that number three pick. I just, I just don't see that that going away but go ahead and tell me i'm wrong or or move on to your next player whatever you want to do i just wanted to kind of pop okay yeah so i have one more specific player i want to talk about all right you're in that through your five range so he's my third guy and a lot of people i think are going to be upset by this but there's a a left tackle from georgia his name is andrew thomas the bullshit he's probably the best 
<laughs> Just joking. What? <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> oh. He has probably the best left tackle prospects since Joe Thomas, Jake Long. Like, he is in that, like, future Hall of Fame potential category. So an option, if we want to save some money, is possibly moving on from Rick Wagner. And if Taylor Decker goes down next year, he's had a little bit of an injury history. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we don't plan on Decker being the future there. Maybe we have we take our 15-year franchise left tackle uh, and like maybe put him at guard for a year if we absolutely have to right. and work on him at tackle down the road and, and things like that. So it might not be the best pick for 2020, but if we're looking down the line 2021, 2022, and we're building like that five-year sustainable plan, he's someone that absolutely deserves a look. He's incredible, too. It's funny because we've spent so much on the line already in, in draft treasure, mm-hmm. and now we have um, a front office and coaching staff that's really on notice. And that really kind of takes away that longer-term thinking. I think yeah. maybe not. I mean, it depends, you know, the character of the people that, that reside in those areas. But when your job is on the line, you start doing everything you can. You know, your 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 thinking turns to more short term than long term. I'll tell you, there's a there's something that um used to happen. Um, boy, this is people aren't going to care about this because it's not football. But it used to be in Germany <laughs> where where companies um they didn't work quarter to quarter on the on the uh, on the, on the, in the um the Borza, I forget the German stock market in Frankfurt, whatever. Um, the the uh they, they they had like a little side account. Okay, they didn't have the gap standards for accounting, right? And they had a side account of money. So if they made ten million dollars this year, they put five million in the account and they report a five million dollar profit, right? Next year they they, they <laughs> barely broke even. Oh no, they pulled the money out, made five million dollars, right? And what it did is this little side account always allowed them to flatten out their earnings reports. So that their leadership was thinking five, 10, 15 years down the road. These are the days when German engineering actually meant something, right? And and the, the accounting standards were different. Obviously, that's not the transparency that we, we want in, in businesses and stuff like that today. But it allowed the leadership to think longer term and, and, and really invest and apply their strengths to come up with, with uh, great products, right? But the problem, huh. what happened is right around when Daimler... Did the Chrysler purchase? They had to go to GAP standards and international accounting standards. So things changed a little bit, and that went away. And so they their leadership started having to work quarter to quarter to quarter. And you'll see German engineering today is something completely different than it was twenty years ago. It means something. It's you know it still carries a little cachet, but it's not. It doesn't mean what it used to as far as quality and longevity of products. Uh, and and I'm now going to take that and apply it to the Lions. The idea of a change in thinking of thinking three years from now versus I got to get through this year. Help creates a situation when you make you where you make different kinds of decisions, good or bad, right, for the organization. And that's where I think this idea of giving them a win or die kind of scenario isn't a great way uh, to to build longevity in your team. So I'm interested by the pick Uh, after a couple picks for OL already, though. I just don't see them doing that as much as it may yeah. be good for the for the long term of the team. So that's just kind of my thinking right, right now. Sorry I had to go way out and left field to back, bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and going back to the original point about the trade down is that's still an option too. And there's a lot of like this class, there's probably fifteen guys that are gonna be really, really good players. Yeah. So even if we take the you know, trade down with like Miami, I think they're picking what, five, six, whatever. Yeah. So you're still getting one of those tiny elite guys. Like there's Jerry Judy, who's a great wide receiver. C.D. Lamb, who's a great wide receiver. 
Uh, so Ron Kinlaw, who's a little bit below Brown, but a little bit more developed technically as a pass rusher yep. uh, than, than Brown in defensive tackle. Uh, you have A.J. Epinesa, who I know a lot of Lions fans yeah. love. I'm a huge fan of A lot too. of people are big on him. So, like, even if we trade down, like, even five spots, I mean, you're still getting, like, a Pro Bowl-all-pro potential caliber player. So that's definitely something to be considered. And it's just a matter of how far back do you want to move back and where do your tiers break? Yeah. Because if you have your Chase Young, Joe Burrow, Akuda Brown, and um, who's the other guy I mentioned? Um, Thomas. Yeah. If you have those five guys in like your own like top five, clear top five tier, then you probably want to stay in your top five to get your top tier player. So it all really kind of depends on where those tiers break and what the gap is between those tiers. Right. How far back you want to move down. And I'll, I'll tell you what, if the Lions front office picks a tight end again this year, they will. Oh, okay. Get what you fucking so, deserve! That's right. <laughs> let, me just go on this, let me just go on this little bit of a rant. There is not even a tight end we're taking all of round one, and there might be, might be one we're taking in round two. No, they, for any team, even like a team yeah. like the Patriots that needs a tight end. I was just making there an excuse. There is not a tight end in this class worth anything. It's, it's probably one of the worst tight end classes we've seen. That's right, and they will get <laughs> so that, what they I deserve. So I can confirm that will not happen. Yep, they would There's get no what chance. they deserve at that point, for sure. All right, hey, <laughs> hey Chris, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce here real quick. The, the, the phones are burning up, yeah. and, and I, I want to make sure I get everybody awesome. in. And uh, I, I want to get a little bit of a Sunday, but thanks so much for calling. We'll talk more, and we'll look for your articles on these for guys sure. and breakdowns because these are these are good picks. I, I I can stand, I can see where you're headed and where your eyes are, where your head's at, and any one of those picks are defendable, yeah. um, especially at this point. And I think things, I think things are really going to change as this kind of draft process and Senior Bowl and all that goes on. But um, oh, yeah, we'll stay in touch. All right, man. That sounds great. All right, awesome. Talk to you soon. Have a nice rest of your day. All right, thanks, man. Take take care. Chris Robbins, guys, DroitLinesPodcast.com. One of our writers does some some really good stuff, really takes a good look at the draft and the guys out there and uh, brings some some good thinking. I don't always agree with him, and it, he's one of the most uh, sensible guys to disagree with, I've found, because you just bring facts, you can leave the emotion aside, and it's fun. Uh, this time, I think we really did get John. John, are you sober? Uh that's debatable. Uh, Chris, what's up, my friend? How you doing, buddy? Glad to have you call back. I missed you. I, well, With every I'm bullet so sorry. far, right? I, <laughs> yeah. I haven't called in quite a while, and I actually can't watch the show today because I'm not at home. I'm at my wife's cousin's house, so oh. I just kind of randomly trying to call at a random time. So sorry if I was interrupting your... I don't know if it matters that I call a bunch when you're in the middle of the show. Maybe that's yeah, distracting. Right. I don't actually know. No, I'm I'm an absolute professional, John. I can handle it. <laughs> I 100% support that claim, Chris. And I have no idea who all's called in or what you've all talked about so far at this point. You can you can bring it. It doesn't matter. We can we can make anything that you bring work, John. I, I got to slip in my Joker drop. That made me happy. Um, I get it. I got in a bullshit drop already. So I think oh, I think I've hit good. most of the marks for the show. That's a good claim. I will go back to my rant that I gave. I was in an argument with my friend who's a Packers fan. I'm still in this argument in a different Slack channel, actually, with a bunch of jokers about that. The Lions, I believe, are the better head-to-head team against the Packers in recent years. Um, And it doesn't look that way this year. But let's be fair. We should have won the first game. Literally, the refs had to march them down the field for like 14 free points for it to even be close. And this year, we literally almost beat them with a whole team of second stringers. So... 
uh, I'm fairly confident that next year, given a healthy Lions team, we sweep the Packers. So that's a minimum, Jeff Risden, of 2-14. and 14, You can book it right now. <laughs> I don't disagree. I, I mean, if this team came that close to beating the Packers twice, we will own the Packers for a long, long time to come. That's just that this was crazy. This was crazy how this this team performed against them this year. And I think it was you. I mentioned it earlier that it was in the slack and said this team was built to beat the Packers. And if you're going to be built to beat one team in the in the in the NFC North, that's the one to beat. That's completely my thesis. If you go back the last few years, it seems like we've really had their number on offense and defense. We seem to execute against them. Generally, I I don't know. Um, Our defense is bad all year, except we make Aaron Rodgers look off all game. But it's not like one game. It's every game we play against them. I really think it's something the way that Patricia schemes up the defense or the way they do something just seems to frustrate Aaron Rodgers. And it um, comes down to, you know, the the tiebreaker, right? I mean, if you're the Vikings this year and you beat the Packers twice, it's a, it's a different division, isn't it? Right? I mean, that's, I think, yeah, the thinking. Absolutely. That's the thinking behind, you know, focusing on the number one team in the division. And I have a feeling that that was, that's probably, it's a different mindset how they do it in New England. But I think that's probably very similar. Who's the best team in our division that we're going to play this year? Before they get a chance to surpass us, let's make sure we're built around beating them. And we'll win the rest of our games with, with you know, the players we have at that point. But once we take away second best, we're, we're going to be the best. Guaranteed. Well, that's the step we missed was winning the rest of the games. But seriously, if you go back in every game against the Packers for the last, I don't know, probably four years, this is not even just under Patricia only. Um, we literally have been the better team almost every game for the, almost the whole game. And the times that we've lost have been on these fluke plays like face mask, Hail Marys. Um, even Little going back to the, that, that first game, even for that game for the division in like, what is it, 2014, that came down to like a special team's fiasco punt return thing and um not containing Aaron Rodgers and like Stafford played better than Aaron Rodgers mostly stat wise that game if I remember mm-hmm. correctly and and a number of things like it was kind of fluky to lose that game yeah. even that year and you know I mean it's anyway in the last like I said like four years or so I feel like every time we and this is not like an overall we're better than them but I'm just talking head-to-head matchup yeah I feel comfortable taking the Lions to win the game um all things considered, we stopped them last year. We should have won the first game this year. This second game shouldn't have even been a game. The Lions have nothing to play for. The Packers have everything to play for. Right. And they barely win this game. We had to literally hand them the ball back because we didn't even run the ball. Yeah. Um, which I honestly don't know if that was intentional or not. Like, I, I really wonder if the coaches are like, give them the ball back. <laughs> so they, I'm sorry, was this the year where we tried to let the Packers score a touchdown and they sat it down to kick the field goal instead. Was that this game this year? Oh God, you're you're trying my memory. I I, I haven't I, I haven't I, I rewatched like the Packers game in a game this year. Usually I'll that rewatch a game the this year where yeah. like we were like we were like going to let the team score in order to get the ball back with time. What I want to say that was the Packers game this last year, right? And they ended up like uh, Jones like sat it down on like the two yard line and they kicked the field goal to win. But I I, I don't know. I'm pretty drunk. Who can to say? <laughs> point being, point being, I really do feel like we have the Packers number, uh, and a healthy Lions team next year can totally sweep them. Uh, which is funny because I feel like we don't have the Vikings number, so I feel like we're built to beat the Packers. We're built to lose to the Vikings, and the Bears has kind of been like a toss up for the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, which is sad. I really would like to beat all those teams. God, we will. It'll. I mean, it, it'll. It'll happen. We know it will. Um, we just. It's just. It's. It's so hard. 
It's so hard. You got to think, you know, the whole regress to a me- the mean thing. Like every team is is basically 500 over its lifetime, right? Given enough time, it's like flipping a coin. You got to think that at some point, the Lions, there is so many times this, this has come up tails. We're going to come up heads really strong here at some point. All right. right. Well, <laughs> so the thing about this year, I think the number one thing about this year is didn't you have to feel like that was what was going to be this year? Because last year felt so unlucky. And like this was gonna be the it's year where it all evened out, and it's instead, like that this since Billy Sims we, broke his knee. We, well, I mean, no, this was the year where we blew like a record number fourth quarter lead. It's like the, literally the opposite of progressing. I mean, it's like going to the extremes. We literally went to the extremes this year of losing fourth quarter leads mm-hmm. to like a uh, you know number one in the league level, which feels like the <laughs> that's the opposite of progressing. I mean, that's like going right to the very edge of the bell curve. So now. The problem with this year for me is that as much as I want to buy into the fact that, okay, well, if you're in every game into the fourth quarter, you're a good team and you're just getting unlucky. And next year, that, that regression to the mean thing will pay off and we'll be winning, you know, yep. eight and eight or more games. I, I'm a little nervous in buying into that because it almost seems like somehow we went even more to that direction. And you wanted to think that this year was going to be the correction year. And instead now you're really banking hard on next year being the year that the math works out. And it might not be that it's so much of a fluky thing. And it's some kind of inherent flaw with Patricia as a head coach. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing I hate most about this year is that it has, it has actually kind of sucked away a little bit of my like confidence, hope for the next year. I mean, I'm still sure that by like may, of next year, I will be a hundred percent Kool-Aid drinking all in. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to win the division, but I will go on record at this point in the year of being fairly trepidatious and being like acknowledging the fact that I want to, I want to hope that Patricia can be the answer. Quinn, Quinn Trisha can be the answer, but you have to admit that there's enough questions, uh, after the season that it's kind of tough. I, I can, I can respect the fans that are like willing to be like, no, like they've shown their stripes and, you know, it's just one, they're just sinking another year down the drain yep. next year. I, I can, res- I, I don't personally believe it. I'm willing to make no, my thing I'm, is I'm ready to, you know, my thing is next year it's, it's, it's going to be an all in year for Quinn Trisha. So they're going to be better. Is it going to be good enough? I don't know. Right. That, that's, that's, that's where my yeah. head's at. So I'm in it. I'm in for the ride. It'll be a fun ride. And if these guys work it out and make it happen, then uh, I'll be the most excited dude in the world. I'm not, I'm not afraid to be wrong. I mean, we, we talk about it all the time. I mean, we have the, the, um, the horn effect, right? We've been wrong plenty of times. <laughs> right? We call it out. You know, we, we call it out. It's okay. Um, but I'm just, I'm looking at it, and, and I'm, as I do the calculus on this thing, these guys should be bringing the Lions success. I like the approach. I like the the, the building uh, for for the long term. I think it's a mistake to give them a uh, an ultimatum, especially in year three for the coach. I think it's so it's, short it's term. It's a little early, but yeah. when you have such, when you go six and ten, and then you go, what, three and 12 hey can you believe that idiot jeff resin thinking we would win five games boy what is that about boy what a oh jackass God, Riz. Right? Five games? What a come on man uh, no, people lit him up for that he was way off oh man uh, yeah that was <laughs> I, i'll admit i thought he was way off too i, I didn't think this team would finish under 800 i and thought he was crazy thing. i thought he was like, just being like controversial but, no, but let's be honest, 
look, going into the Packers game, we're what? We're 500. We're like three, three and one or two, three and one or something. Yeah, yeah. And they, they should have won that game. The refs stole that game. That broke the team's spirit clearly. And like I said, we're not built to beat the Vikings. So that Vikings game was just depressing. Both Vikings but after teams. That, yeah, they were, they're one well, hell of a team, right? They're but a that tough first one was, team. They, in, in this, I feel like in the same way that we are built to beat the Packers, somehow the Vikings are built to beat us, right? The way that their running game matches up against our line, the way their defense matches up against our offense, they 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 get like thirty sacks a game against us. It, it's yeah. just well, that's I mean, I don't know. I think I think it matches well against us. I think their yeah. their defense is built to just to murder people. I mean, I really yeah. believe that. No, now the nice thing is specifically us. Yeah. yeah, the nice thing is is their defense or their team is going to start being dismantled because they can't afford it, and yeah. Yeah, it's going to happen right away. Against, yeah, yep. they're up against the line at this point. And yep. the same thing with the Bears too are going to. The, the the frustrating thing about the Packers is that they seem to just constantly keep being able to build the team and like they don't ever hit that wall of like, ah, well, you've been all in. They're never all in. They're always just consistently able to keep signing good players no matter yeah, what. That's, that's the frustration. This year, I think it was Aaron Jones that saved Aaron Rodgers. Um, they He's they made each other. Leader. Yeah, they made each other so much better. And I think that's what saved the the Packers offense. It isn't the flower that came in with, as, a, as a coach. It was um, it was specifically those two, and you got a good receiver in Adams, right? But once once you put those Wiley, two together, one of the best receivers in the league, yeah, 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 and and you can't don't downplay Jones's ability as a receiver either, right? I mean, exactly. Gee. No, he's ridiculously good at it. I feel. Yeah. Um, I, I think actually we would have had a lot more trouble against the Packers had um, what's his name, uh, Damian Williams, been healthy mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he switching him up on us because we were actually holding the run to reasonable levels because it was just Jones that was all they had. And and Rogers, like I said, was pretty off on a lot of his throws. And again, I don't I don't chalk that up to Rogers having a bad game. I chalked it up to the Lions seem to get under his skin. They force yeah. him to have bad games. That's to been do things he doesn't want to do. It's yeah. been consistent. It's not just a one thing. It's been consistent for the last few years. So um, so the fallout of this game in this season is that we know we get Patricia and we get Quinn for another year, and we have a lot of arguments into whether that's good or not. Right. Ash. You know, vociferously seems to argue that uh, maybe not right. the greatest thing. Uh, Wisco, my my spirit animal. This is all the Slack <laughs> chat for you non Patreon people. Get, and he's get not on funny. And donate he's, so you can oh. be part of the epic Detroit Lions conversation. John knows what's going on. Uh, let, so let me let me ask why? you seriously. I say it's the most intelligent chat, right? And I mean it. I mean, the, 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 it's it, maybe and I say that just because it's an easy way to say it quickly, but it's one of the the closest best most camaraderie collegial i don't know groups of people talking lions outside of like my group of couple buddies right um i i i absolutely love our slack people were talking um, in the, the last call i was talking about the the crap that carry on was was getting on twitter and so i think twitter's a terrible place you got to be there but it's just mostly like it's some really just toxic people i love our slack chat i the group of people that we put together in there is just fantastic okay. am i am i yeah. am i, am I sell, like, just I'll, no, I'll stump for you for a minute and a half here because you're 100 percent right the lions slack chat is what, is what saved me from this se- look i'm a lions fan who is not from detroit i am Ooh. i live in north carolina you know i probably right. remember this if you yeah. don't i don't know yeah. i live in north i lived in california for 10 years right we lived like right down the road from each other practically mm-hmm. yeah uh, which we never saw a game for some reason but um yeah. <laughs> you know i my dad was born in detroit so i grew up on Barry sanders so i'm a fan purely i mean i guess it's by being raised in a household but purely by choice i'm not like tied to the lions 
because I live there or any stretch of the imagination, right? I get to, one, I get to avoid all the negative Detroit media. So I'm not like inundated with that bullshit. And I literally, everything that I seek out Lions related is going to be by choice. Any, anything that I consume, Lions media is something that I go choose to consume. And so, like you say, the Slack chat for, for the Detroit Lions podcast is head and shoulders more enjoyable than anything else out there. And I, I'll, and here's the reason. The internet straight up sucks. Everybody should know this. Yeah. Twitter, Facebook, you know, uh, Reddit even. Like, as soon as the team starts to be bad, who comes out of the woodwork? The 50, 60% Alliance fans that just want to be miserable about how bad the team is until it gets sold because that's the kind of people that they are. And then they're just, there's nothing to like argue with their voice. If you don't have a platform where there's some kind of filter for those people, the platform just turns into a giant shit show. It just turns into a bunch of negative things. So the great thing about the Slack Patreon is for as little as a dollar a month, or for you people that make a bunch of money, $20 a month, um, you get to hang out with 50. people that, <laughs> yeah, $50 a month. <laughs> you get to hang out with people that, you know, are Lions fans for the right reasons. They aren't just there on Facebook to bitch and moan and complain about how Mrs. Ford needs to sell the team because they're terrible. You're there with people that are passionate about the team for the right reasons well, and they want to talk about things constructively. You, you nailed it. And, and, and it's, it's the, even though it's low, it's the barrier to entry, right? It's free it's to exactly go when is. you can go shit in other people's day for free. Why? Well, this is great, right? I, I can be a troll and there's literally, I can do That's it anonymously all those people are. and there's those no penalty. It's a magnet. Right? Exactly. No, they're all exactly. They're all on Twitter and Facebook and Reddit. Put a dollar a month between drives. them and that and they go away. It, it's 103,000% worth a dollar or more a month to not have to do this. But this is the thing about, look, and I'm not saying the Slack chat is all a bunch of like rainbow breathing morons like me that are all like, next year is our Super Bowl year. Right. We're going all the way. Like, yeah, there's enough of us. I'm, I'm a slappy a little bit and there's a fair amount of slappies. But there's also a fair amount of people that have a completely more negative opinion but they do it in a constructive way. Like that's the nice thing about the Slack chat is, is that, like yeah. everything is on honest discussion. And like, you know, it's not a bunch of just mouth breathing idiots with nothing constructive to say, like Except anything case. that is like a differing. Well, you can't win them all. <laughs> Any differing opinion is like at least, you know, reasonable and it's a constructive debate about it. And that and actually, I think that's healthy for, you know, it's good that we have a couple of people that don't necessarily like are slappy all year long, right? Like, <laughs> um, that that's a good thing. So it's, uh, it's an honest discussion. You're right. You're right. No, that's good. You can't like if you don't want to be around the idiots that you complain about, spend one freaking dollar and have good conversations about it. And also learn about how to flip a house in Wisconsin and make a lot of money. Yeah, that guy, he may not be funny, but boy, is he building an empire. <laughs> you, can, you can build a build a build a like you know the next Chip and Joanna Gaines or whatever. Yeah, soon, thing, soon so. enough, he's just going to be a slumlord, and that will be the most fun we have with him ever. Yeah. Well, um, I'm glad I got one last call in for the end of the year. Uh, we'll be looking to the draft soon, and like I said, by May, I'll be a, a slappy again about how good we're going to be. But if nothing else. This Lions team should not have taken this Packers team down to a last-second field goal. No, you're right. Uh, and, and that's a victory. And now the last thing needs to happen is Washington wins. And then this day was basically perfect. I mean, like literally embarrassing the Packers for, for, for a half of football and still getting a better draft pick, I think, is the best-case scenario uh, that you can hope for. Yeah. 
Yeah, for real. So, all right, buddy. All right, hey, man. I appreciate the call. Thanks. Appreciate everything. Keep up and, the great uh, work. Thanks, man. Um, we'll see <laughs> you soon in the in the in the Slack. We'll uh, we'll rock out. Oh, all right, yeah. thanks. And brother. come join us, everyone. Pitch in your dollar; it's well worth it. <laughs> thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> Later. See you, John. All right. Awesome, awesome call. Um, really quick for those that um, are worried about the, the the fire and maybe think that it should be a dumpster fire. This this is the holiday season. It's just to keep you warm and cozy while we have our our little chat with your single host today versus the the host and a co host. So, got another call, caller. What's your name? How many have you had so far? I have had nothing, and I also want to say that the Slack chat is fantastic. This is a dopey dog. Hey, what's up, dude? Pretty good. I would be one of the guys that he was uh, saying who's kind of negative throughout the off season. <laughs> but it's it's cool, like, right? You know. Because you 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 bring. It's not just you know you're you're taking a dump on the kitchen table, right? You, you say, look, I think this is this is negative because here's and here's the factors, and it's it's not you know it's not silly stuff, and it, it it's an ongoing conversation, and that's what I like about it because it, I think for me who who tries to be balanced, right? That's and and I can get carried away sometimes in 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 other multiple directions. I really, especially for the show, I, I want to bring balance, right, and and not be I want to be an adult rather than an emotional child, and sports often brings the emotional child of us you know to the fore so having someone like you having someone like john um and 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 being able to balance and see these multiple viewpoints well presented in in a good conversation it just it i i really appreciate it more than anything it's it's the one thing that has made this year i'm I'm just i'm so glad we started it's made this year so so much better i'm really really killing it really absolutely like i was uh, talking to ash about something and uh yeah, I'll just say, like, you know, it's close enough to Festivus. And with this season, you know, it's time for the airing of grievances. So, um, like, Ash was on there saying, like, you know, maybe Quinn, you know, he, the players he drafts, you know, they don't really fit the system sometimes. And it's, you know, you take a slow corner, and then you're trying to run, you know, man coverage with them. Well, you don't have a pass rush. What do you think's going to happen? <laughs> I'll tell you what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I got to use it again. <laughs> That's the best line. I love the that. 2019 one. Detroit Lions defense is what happened. Yeah, you get what you deserve. <laughs> and some of the coaching decisions today, I mean, I really didn't want to talk about today's game because it's, we all knew how that was going to end. But, you know, plays out there, I had the game on mute and I was listening to the Packers uh, radio feed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like to listen to the opposing feed. Just, you know, you get a different, different flavor. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're like slaves on one leg, and the whole second half they're targeting this guy. Right. Yeah, I, I get it. There's injuries, but at some point, you know, you're hurting the team. He wants out. He wants to go out there and play. I I understand. He's a warrior, but you can't play on one leg. Like, where's the coaching there? Uh, I don't. I don't get it. Which I mean, it's part of my larger point with uh, Quinn and Patricia. Like. I don't see the plan going forward. Like, what's the plan? I mean, okay, Stafford comes back. Okay. (laughs) No, I, I, so my, my take on the plan is, oh my God, they just murdered him. Sorry. I'm watching the Cowboys Cowboys start to run away with this game against Washington. Uh, (laughs) Um, I think the plan and, and, and I don't, I don't disagree with it. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see how this plays out because Quinn and I share a little bit of the same mind on this. And, and look, if it doesn't work and I'm completely wrong, I can rethink it. I'm sure he would as well. Just just like anybody who 
who gets an opportunity to kind of implement their plan and see how it works. If you're wrong, it sucks, right? I mean, it affects a lot of people, but if you're right, holy cow. The idea that so many times we've tried to build this team on one or two players because we draft really, really high, and we try to put a couple of stars in, a couple of studs in there, and we have nothing anywhere else. We have guys that wouldn't play in the league at all the rest of the positions, right? We've done that for years. For the last, before, you know, before Quinn, for 15, 20 years ahead of that. That's that's what we did with, with this team, and it never worked. The idea that we've spent time, I know we're not winning games, but... I would arguably say, you know, every team has gotten better. The game across the board has improved, right? Teams do better or worse, but it's all relative to the the raising bar and how good teams are over the course of time. You, know, you put the Super Bowl winning uh, Dallas Cowboys from the 90s on the field against just about any NFL team today, and they'd get destroyed. They would absolutely get raped, right? I mean, because the, the quality of the game has improved. The quality right. of the players has improved. So everybody's better every year. Um, but what I'm seeing in this team, while the W's aren't there, is we're putting a series of players in positions and depth in positions that we've never had on this team before. What we're missing are those 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 studs, those guys that really, you know, we don't have the Calvin. We don't have the Barry. We don't have we have Matthew Stafford, but he this year in particular, he was out for a number of games injured. So we didn't even have him to help, you know, carry the games. Where we're at now, and especially where we are with our cap right now, we're in a position where we can start adding those studs and have players that would see another NFL team if they left Detroit, which is a complete elevation of this team. And I think what that translates into is those wins over those losses that we didn't have. Again, I could be completely wrong. Right. But that's what I think. I think (laughs) I think that's what Quinn's plan is. And I think that's where this team is going. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I just I just have have the counter argument. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You can. Okay, so people keep saying the cap space, cap space, cap space. What I've seen, we're middle of the road cap space. And I realize there's some guys that can release like Marvin Jones mm-hmm. and possibly snacks. And in like three that. years, I, just really quick. I don't, I hate to interrupt you because I want to give you the time to be able to speak no, your mind. But three years ahead. ago, we were completely upside down cap space. We're, we're where Minnesota is today and Chicago is today without the talent. Right. I mean, so, so where we started from to where we are today is completely different. So I know we're middle of the road, but that's a huge, huge improvement, but go ahead. Sorry. I'll, I'll stop interrupting you. Right. But I mean, ultimately, I mean, Quinn's been here for four, four years now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're getting another year. So, I mean, this is the team that you built. So, you know, it's not what you inherited at this point. You turned over the entire roster. These are your guys. Like that's, you know, this is what he built. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no more, you know, Hey, I inherited this or I inherited that. This right. is the team that you built. You are held to this responsibility. So if you're middle of the road and you can release some guys, other teams can release some guys. So, you know, you have middle of the road free agency. And how has Quinn done in free agency? Mixed result, kind of so-so, mm-hmm. maybe average. Um, and I, I, I'll, I'll accept that, but I, I, we could talk about that. That's a whole. That's probably a whole segment itself, right? <laughs> it, it probably is, but I mean, you know. Like I, I mean, said, I'll accept it. Did, I'll go with it. I'll give it right. to you and let you let you okay. use your premise. So, if you continue with that, you know, you go out and find maybe a big time player. Um, a receiver or, you know, maybe a, a linebacker, which you seemingly can't seem to fill, even though you keep drafting him. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you trade Slay, well, now you have another hole. Right, and that's a big I hole to fill. see how you can fill all these holes in one offseason. 
So if you're told you need to be competitive or you're gone, I like if it was me, I would be trading my draft picks for established players. Mm. That's but, because um, I would be trying to win now. So you're right. You're right. Is and and that's it's an interesting position. And this is going to again. I, I kind of talked about longevity of of thinking. It, you know, the idea of win now or building a, a team over time, and the the idea you know that they gave them the win now mandate. Right. I, I think that was a mistake from Lions management, even if, even if it is a win now year and, 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 um, um, Martha Ford and the Ford family says, look to themselves, right? If, if they don't do it this year, Quinn and Patricia are gone. If that, even if that's, if that's their thinking, I don't think you share that because you want your GM and you want your coach to feel like it's in their interest to build a good team for the long haul. Um, I think you shorten their thinking right now and maybe you get into that position where you kind of do go all in you trade away draft picks and you sign that guy that's got two years left and 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 maybe you get a year out of them you know can i I think you you don't necessarily set your team up for longer term success by telling your management there the reason i think they did that was for the optics for the fans right and because i think they're feeling the heat the family is feeling the heat about their ownership, right? And what's the best, you know, the whole thing, prepare three envelopes, right? That's, that's kind of where, where, what they're feeling right now. Let's, uh, let's throw these guys out because that's buys them a number, a number of years after Quinn and Patricia are gone to blame a new GM and a new coach and deflect, um, the, the thinking away from the family. Right. I just think I think I think it's more a public relations move to put that out there. And I think it's detrimental to the team in the long haul, which I think I mean, from fans, fans just want results. They want to win. And and, and Lions fans haven't had that. Right. We talked about Raiders fans, at least having had success historically. It's a really crappy place to be a Lions fan with a team that just hasn't delivered that success and that happiness. And it's it's just it's just it's it's just hard to be a fan of the Detroit Lions. If you sign up for it, you got to know what you're signing up for. You may never see it, right? I mean, that's something you got to actually put in your head and think about. It may never ever happen. And if you look at historical, you know, precedent, it, it, you you wouldn't be wrong in saying that this team could never will never do it, right? <laughs> but by the same token, part of being a fan is is cheering and and you know, especially in this uh, the states, we love an underdog. It's it's kind of part of our DNA. Um, being a, a Lions fan is something. I, I remember Wings. I, I look at the Wings. They were forty-three years. It's longer for the Lions now, right? But it's forty-three years between championships. Uh, interestingly, today is the anniversary of the Lions' last championship from fifty-seven. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long. Well, you know George Blah. He still brings that up. Yeah. 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 I think he was like eight when that happened. But but, but with the Lions, like. I'm almost going to get punched in the face for saying this, I think. But, you know, the one time they tried to be, like, get ahead of the curve of the NFL when they hired Matt Millen, because, you know, that was unheard of. You're hiring this TV guy to, like, come in and be a GM. Yeah. But even he fell into the same trap of where, you know, if you look at the teams that are successful, they have innovative coaches. Every time the Lions hire somebody, they're trying to rehash somebody's system. Like, Jim Schwartz is trying to come in and be Jeff Fisher. Um, Mooch was trying to be Bill Walsh. Uh, Everybody's trying to be somebody way. else, right? Yeah. Well, now you have so many teams that are running this Patriot system. 
I mean, it's, you know, teams have adapted and built, you know, counters to these defenses because they've seen it. Multiple teams are running it. And not only that, but you're drafting from the same pool of players. Maybe that's why the Patriots aren't as good this year. Because now they're having to pull from the same pool of players. And you just keep, like, trying to rehash instead of getting somebody completely different. And maybe the league has finally figured them out. You never know, because that's been said before about them, and they continue to rise to the top. But it, it's and it's and it would be such a Lions thing. We've seen this a million times. You know, Mariucci, everybody. We're we're trying to be something that we're trying to reclaim past glory, right? Whereas you know, you, you see guys come in. You know, the Rams, for example, come in with something completely new. They got it figured out pretty quick. Harbaugh got figured out pretty quick in the Niners, right? When when they had their little burst to to the top. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. So we'll see. We'll see. And more to talk about, right? Well, I, I got a couple of people trying to call still. So I'm going to, I'm going right. to let them come in too, but man, appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk more. I know we will. <laughs> and I think we're going to do a lot of live shows in the off season as well and take people's calls. Thank I had you. a really good time with Riz this last week. So join the Slack chat, everybody. All right, brother. We'll talk to you. Thanks a lot, man. All right. All right. Got another caller. Let's see uh, if we picked him up. Hey, caller. Uh, looks like Joe's your name. How many have you had so far? Uh, I haven't had too many. Okay. Too much to drink. All right. All right. That's cool. But there's a couple of things that I want to talk about. Sure. sure. Last caller. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree with him in, in some instances, but like you said, the cap space that we have now compared to where we were, you know, three, four years ago, mm-hmm. we've, we've come a long way. Oh yeah. We got we a have. lot of play. Lot, got a lot of draft or, uh, Cap space to sign some good players. And, and that's, I think but this is the, 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 it's like a, it's like a, um, I hate to say multivariate, but there's like, you know, we had a couple of guys with super high talent and then the rest of the team were, were, were guys that never played anywhere else. Right. Where we, and, and we had no money to spend to get the guys that we needed where now we have money to spend and we have a team that's pretty level across the board. Right. And I think when we, yeah. when we push that money to spend down, we'll have an overall more talented team. The problem I fear is that maybe this isn't the year with free agency uh, to get that. And, and and that's the one thing that makes me the most nervous about giving them um, this this short time frame because now it's like okay you got to spend that money that you that bank account that you built up right now and especially doing it right ahead right ahead of the CBA God it makes me nervous then again maybe the 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 cap gets huge after as, as a as a part of the CBA so we'll see I don't know sorry I, I jumped in on you you called and, and yeah. you had a lot to say so I'll I'll stop talking and let you go yeah no problem no problem. <laughs> I mean, I know that BQ, he also did another good thing. You know, he gave us a lot of uh, depth. Yeah, yeah. He gave us a lot of depth. I mean, if you look at all of our games, we've been competitive when Stafford went down. Even when we had the defensive linemen at the beginning of the year go down. Yeah. We built a lot of depth on this team. Everybody said we wouldn't win without Stafford, and well, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but we came close. Yeah, we we came win, very close, right? It was better than we I ever thought. A it would lot be. more. Com- <laughs> yeah, we were a lot more competitive than what we what we could have been, you know, four or five years ago under the old regime. Absolutely. I'm going to give these guys one more year. Yeah, that's where I'm one at. More, one more year. That's where I'm I at, and I, I, I just. I, I didn't think that Matt Patricia was ready to be a head coach. And I think that this year he kind of figured out what he needs to do and where he belongs and where he stands on that team is being a head coach, yeah. how to inspire his players a little bit better, how to work with the media a little bit better, how to work with the organization, the community. 
I, and, I worry. Uh, I that this year, kind of figured it out. Yeah, I, I agree, and I, I worry about this because what if next year we just miss the playoffs, right? And then, then it's like one yeah. of those things where, well, if we didn't make the playoffs, we said we were going to fire them. And like he figured yeah. it out, and they figured it out, and they were just poised to make that big. You know what I mean? That it would be such a lions yeah. thing, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I want to talk about uh, the d- defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. Paul Pasqualoni. Yeah, he, he either needs to retire or be let go. Yeah, he's. I'm, I'm certain he will not be with the team next year. Be- um. He's the, he's the scapegoat this year. Uh, yeah, and I think I think he, I I look. I give a couple things. I give the guy credit because you have a coach who's had to learn how to be a head coach in in Matt Patricia. We just talked yeah. about it, right? He's kind of found himself this year. Had a tough time with the media last year. Had to work on managing that, where he could have probably spent some of that time if he hadn't had the the media problems working on other other things. Because he only has so much bandwidth, right? But he has adjusted and changed. So he's 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 spent a lot of time learning how to be. A head coach, but Paul Pasqualoni, I mean, again, and we hired him. We, he was the last coach hired that year. He was, you know, Super Bowl winning team, last one available. We, we, we got him. He had almost no time to put a, a crew together. He stuck with Jim Bob Cooter. You know, Terrell Austin left. We knew he was going. He'd left before the coach was hired, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, everybody else had been hired away at that point. There was really nobody at that time that was a good defensive coordinator. Pasqualoni was a guy he knew. Um, and he spent his time the first year coaching that defense and coaching Pasqualoni, I think, to get him to coach the defense the way he wanted it, right? And I think this year you're seeing Pasqualoni, his growth as a defensive coordinator in the Patricia system. And, you know, not the greatest results. Sometimes it's been work, working well, other times not so much. Um, a little bit of a gap, but you're not seeing the head coach is involved this year as you did last year. And I think that's part of why you're seeing the, the, the decrease in their, their ability. I think Pasqualoni is, was a great guy at the right time at the right fit. I just don't think, I mean, could, could you flip him from last year to this year? Maybe you could have probably let him go, but I don't think that's what you do when somebody did you a favor, like he did to jump in at the time that he did. Um, it's just, it's just a crappy situation at that point to, 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 to look at the talent that was available, who can they bring in as a defensive coordinator? There's a lot of guys, right? Um, I don't want to say there's. I a mean, lot. I think there's. This, I, just, I just want to say two guys that come to the top of my head that have Patriot roots. There's uh, Mike Variable. He gets let go by the Tennessee Titans, which I, don't, yeah. I doubt that he will. Nah, it's unfortunate, but, but I would love the him. other guy is uh, Teddy Bruschi. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, you know Teddy what? That's Bruschi interesting. Would, he would barely help out that uh, linebacking core. I don't know if that if he would want to leave the press box to come down and coach on the sidelines, but he's a Patriots guy. He's got those Patriots roots, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's a really smart linebacker. And I'd really like to see him develop some of those young guys that we have in the middle of our defense. Yep, Riz put um, together, and I'm just I'm, I'm sharing Brandon's thing from the the, the YouTube chat. Um, he put together an article in Lions Wire that has a, a list of possible defensive coordinators out there, and it's it's a little early, I think, maybe to start looking at those names, but it's a it's a good place to start for sure. I, I definitely recommend checking that out. Um, I didn't, I don't, I don't remember. Well, yeah, it is over now. Well, no, we we got till about eleven o'clock Eastern before it's over. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
there's a guy that people have talked about, and I don't remember if he's in Riz's article, Wade Phillips. I would love Wade Phillips of five years ago. Wade Phillips of today, not that he's a bad defensive coordinator. I just don't, I think he's done. I think he's, oh, I think he's, what is he, like 75, 77? So he's, he's, I'm, I'm going to look it up right now. He's an old guy, right? I think he's just done and wants to, wants to chill. Um, I'm looking this up right now because he's, I know he's an old fella. Um, he's born in 47. What does that mean? 72. Okay, 72 years old. Uh, he's too old. Yeah, he right? <laughs> um, and, but he would be great. I just Started don't think. these old guys that. I think, but I think like a, a constantly a Wade Phillips stick with their old ways and these old defenses where these younger guys are, you know, coming in with these different uh, packages and I mean they're doing great. Yeah, so yeah. I want to see some some fresh blood. Some, I think offensively you're seeing there. a lot of that. I think I, I think Wade Phillips is a hell of a defensive mind. Up against that NFC North. Yeah. I just don't think aren't getting any worse. Well, the Bears might, but I think with a Wade Phillips kind of guy, the Green Bay Packers are gonna gonna be good for the next be good for the next couple of years. Yep. Um, I think Wade Phillips kind of guy, though. I'll tell you the one thing about him that really stands out. I think is the draft trading back, getting Isaiah Simmons. I think that he could definitely help out the defense. Put him in like a viper type position where he's floating between a linebacker safety spot. Uh, send him off the edge a little bit. I think that he he would fit Patricia's scheme pretty well. Yeah. And then uh, my last thing that I got before I hang up. Well, really quick. Send condolences to uh, Marvin Jones and his family. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to hit on that probably uh, towards the end of the show. That's 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 a really really. I, I feel bad for the guy. I really do. The family. I can't imagine where he's at. I, I, I know, you know, as having a parent, you know, the most important thing is your, in your life is your kids. And I just, I mean, it just tears at my heart to think of, think of what he and uh, his wife must be going through. Um, terrible. I, mean, I watch, terrible I watch him and I watch him coach his kid with uh, Philip Rivers over in Poway. They coach a flag football team. And that team's pretty damn good. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, it yeah. makes my son look like crap, but it's it's uh, <laughs> it's hard seeing that he's he's a really good uh, father figure, man, and to see that happen to someone like that, such a good guy, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, but I'm gonna hang up and uh, listen listen for a little while. All right, Joe, thanks a lot for the call, man. I appreciate the call. Taking your time. All right, man, appreciate it. Yeah, God bless you, Chris. Yeah, thanks, Bye. man. You too. All right. All right, man. That's cool. Good call and good point about uh about Marvin. I wanted to hit that quickly towards the end the end of the show. Um, tough deal, tough tough deal for him. <clears throat> um, the Wade Phillips thing that I did want to hit on is, I think he'd be a great defensive coordinator. I just don't think you're going to keep him around for a long time. That's the problem. And we need somebody that we're going to be able to keep around for a long time and and succeed. Oddly. You want that on a team whose coaches and front office GM maybe don't have a whole lot of time, but that's that's how you build a team for the long term. So there you go. All right, we're, we're running a pretty long show here. We'll I'll, I'll kind of get ready to close it out a little bit. Um, we'll take another call if we get one here. Uh, the number is two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four or on the Skype you can call us in one word Detroit Lions podcast Detroit Lions podcast and. Uh, and that's that. Um, let's see here. I should probably talk about Amazon and Fanatics. You guys have probably heard of them. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Go there. 
HTTP, all that kind of stuff. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com to go to Amazon. It'll throw you straight to the site, get you right there, and uh, anything you buy, they throw a kickback our way, and we appreciate when you do that. Helps us and uh, keeps a little bit of money about out of Bezos' hands. You know, we we redistribute it in fine Lions content for you. They keep it. They keep it for themselves and enriching themselves like a bunch of greedy SOBs that... Well, I guess we wish we could be greedy SOBs in the end, but we're not. So anyway, do that thing. Same thing with Fanatics. You want to get your Lions gear or your Red Wings gear or any kind of sports gear, especially heading up to the bowl games and see you when your team wins and they got all the special stuff. It's all run by Fanatics now. They're like the Amazon of sports gear. It's fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. You use that. It'll take you right to their site, throws a little cookie, and they give us a kickback on that. Again, same kind of thing. You know, stick it to the man and help out your friends who provide you all that great Lions content. Uh, again, Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com and Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Great way to help us out and get the stuff you love in your daily life. Love to wear or love to play with. All right. Let's see. What else do we got going on? Um, I think if we don't catch a call here in the next minute or so, we'll uh, tie this up. It's been a long game. It's been a long season. Um Lions fans, I think, you know, we can take a lot away. It's not like having shut out the Patriots like we did at the end of last season where we thought it was a springboard to monstrous success. But I think we have a, a, a solid team who hasn't given up on the coaches, despite what everybody was saying about losing the locker room and all the other stuff throughout the year. There's a lot of conversation that goes on by people that aren't there uh, that's maybe fueled by, you know, hopes or whatever. You know, there's there's a lot of the trolls get a hold of stuff sometimes, and the and the slappies get a hold of stuff sometimes and create narratives. I think the reality is something that you never really know and, until hindsight kicks in. So it's been a long year. We appreciate everybody who's been with us throughout this year. All of you, you, you Slack, you Patreon, all, uh, all you Patreon people, folks who've used the different links. We appreciate everything you've done for us and how you've shared the year with us and spent with us in good times and in bad. It's been uh, it's been fun. It's always fun to have you folks with us, and uh, we're not stopping. We're going to get bigger, better, and do more. Senior Bowl this year, we have some plans. I think we're going to blow your mind with those. We could do some revamping on the the video side. We're going to add more video and work to what we're doing here. I think we got some good stuff going uh, with that, and and some other stuff throughout the year. Of course, we will do our draft party. Don't forget about that. We do that, and that's always a good time. Also. We will do our training camp party, and uh, I've got some stuff for our training camp winners from last year still. Um, we'll take care of you. Um, we'll do that. We'll do training camp. We'll do all the stuff that we do, but I think it's just going to be more, right? And we continue to try to make it more and create a better product for you guys, and you help us by using those links and doing the Patreon and all that other stuff. But uh, we're doing it because we love to do it, and uh, I think we got a lot of change coming in 2020, both on the personal side, on the side of the show, and on the side of this team. And this has been a hell of a journey. We thank all of you for being a part of it and appreciate your support, watching, clicking, doing all the things you do. Thank you, everybody, so much for an awesome 2019. Have a safe new year. And with that, we're going to say that's the end of our post-game shows this year. We will do a lot more live stuff in 2020. Thank you, everybody, for everything. Remember, we still need your involvement. Use the comments and subreddit. Give us your feedback. We love it when you do that. Also, Patreon. Patreon's a great way to get in that Slack chat and help us out. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Or on the Facebook, Facebook.com slash The Detroit Lions Podcast. Facebook.com slash The Detroit Lions Podcast. Follow us on Twitter 
at D-E-T Lions Podcast. D-E-T Lions Podcast. It's the best place to see Case. I love Zach Center. Saying things are completely irrelevant. Uh, give us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word, Detroit Lions Podcast. Call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. 929-335-4667. Leave us a message. Get on the show. Uh, we'll do live shows, like I said. Also, go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on all the ads and subscribe to the podcast so we can come in your ear holes automatically. Thank you, everybody. Thank you all for your support. Brandon, Mike, everybody, you guys are the best. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, but sometimes we feel like we need them. No problems because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. Hey, Case. This is Justin Rogers from Detroit News. I've been talking to Chris, and I, I hear the things you're saying about me, and it's not cool, man. You keep that up. I'm going to come for you.